Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. We continue with our series, True Impact via Angelic Ministry. True Impact via Angelic Ministry. And um, I'm going to have to do another deeper biblical exposition later. So what we're doing um, today is basically something to just stare and activate something in your life. Interestingly, I didn't plan to teach on this at all. Um, I was in Port Harcourt with um, Pastor Mike, the pastor of the resident pastor of Celebration Church Port Harcourt, and we're recounting one experience we had in school. We attended the same school. How we were talking. I remember that day like yesterday. We were talking and all of a sudden, an angel appeared. And he was talking. I didn't want to interrupt him. I didn't want to say, hey, there's an angel here. So I was just looking at him. And then all of a sudden, he stopped. And he said, Pastor, the atmosphere just changed now. I said, ah, ha, ha. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. And so, somewhere along the line, he said, Pastor... You have not taught on this thing yet. And um, it's something the Lord is dealing with me on. Personal experiences, I, I just seldom share. I don't know why. Even um, <laughs> testimonies, you know, healings and all of that, I seldom share. That's going to change, though. So, true impact via angelic ministry and what is happening today is simple i've said this time and time again but it's just the basic principle of the miraculous see there are some principles of the miraculous it matters what you see let me tell you something you must create an environment of inspiration in the realm of the spirit it matters what you see because if you find yourself in the company of prophets like Saul, even if you've never done it before, you will prophesy. Many times, all you need is the right environment. All you need is to see someone doing what you were born to do. That's all you need. To see someone do what you were born to do. It's just like this ministry. The Lord is blessing us so much for the sake of many other ministries. Just so that you can see what is possible. And I'm telling you, it will open up in you a higher dimension of faith. Things become easy by observation. So you might be Peter and your 9 to 5 is in the water because you are a fisherman. But walking on water never occurred to you. But then you see Jesus walking on water. And you say, if that's you, ask me to come. And he says, come. That's what this teaching will do for you today. Yes. It's just staring in you possibilities. And so, even though, and that's the thing. Like she was sharing and she said she took baby steps. It doesn't really matter. You would rather take baby steps than be like the other disciples who sat in the boat and didn't try. Some people are so unique. I've never been that type of person in my life to see people do something. My mates, I'm in a boat. I see my mates walking on water and I will stay. Never. The me that you know. <laughs> I can't understand it. You said he drowned. He's better. He was drowning and Jesus caught him. Question, after the drowning, how did they get back to the boat? 
they walked back. That's how you grow. You, you just have to try. It's a faith dimension. There's, there's a faith dimension to these things. You see it. There has to be a desire in you. Uh, oh, so it's possible. I can walk on water. Ask me to come. <laughs> and he says, come. Ha, ha, ha. I'm already in the middle. That's what we're here to do. Because in the realm of the spirit, something can be your inheritance and you will not see it or walk in it until someone tells you. Can I tell you something? Even if you know it's your inheritance, if you don't open yourself to it through desire, you won't see it. I remember my first encounter with prophetic gifts. I was just in a place and someone came into the office, this was years ago, and said, ah, have you heard of this man of God? He flows in the prophetic. Ah, ah, my God, you look so nice. Stand up. Shefek Bashel on me. What's wrong with you? You're coming down. Yeah, sit down, don't distract me. Next time you dress like this, sit at the back. <laughs> so, you know, I saw this guy came to, to me and said, have you seen this guy? He functions in the prophetic. And he had many sermons, you know, of the guy. And he just played it for me. Interestingly, he played it on his laptop and walked away. So I was just watching. And I was like, wow, this is nice. Wow, this is nice. Wow. And I finished watching. It took like an hour just of demonstrations. As I stepped out, the first person I saw, I saw his screen on his stomach. And I saw everything about his family. This was my first time. And I said, your sister, your parents are pastors. Your sister is giving trouble because she's living a wayward life. His jaw hit the floor. Like, <laughs> you know, spot on. And it was just, I didn't even know something was changing in me. There are many other things I've not shared. Some of them... If, I've decided just to flow with the Spirit. The ones I can share, I will share. The ones I cannot share, I will not share. <laughs> but just, even the weirdest things. I remember watching, you know, the testimony of someone who had, this is the first time I'm going to say this publicly, who had a teleportation experience. <sighs> I said, you know, when, when you do a five-hour journey in 30 minutes, so I've, so, in the, in the funny thing is, I was just watching. I was like, ah, mad old. I was just watching, like, <laughs> nothing out of the, you know. I wasn't even saying, ah. But that's the thing. When you just see it, you believe in it, you honor it, it rubs off on you. So, the next day was just a random day. I wasn't praying or anything with my ear, um, Piece. I was listening to Asha. This wasn't any deep Christian musical. I remember, ta -da -ta 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 -da -da, you know. And all of a sudden, boom! It wasn't as if I saw myself moving like, yeah, you know. <laughs> the thing is, that thing. If you don't, if you don't know the vicinity well, you won't know anything happened. I just went from point A to, you know, and I shouted, you know. I was like. Like, what just happened? That's my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it, 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 it just, environment is so important. Testimonies like this are so important. Turn the Bible's Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14. Thank you, Jesus. Read it together. One, two, go. It says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation or who are heirs of salvation? 
It's telling you at the time the angels were created, this was the mandate they got. So now we are heirs of salvation, aren't we? So he's telling you, angels, how can you have servants and not know? If you have servants and you do not know, you're going to do a lot of work on your own. You won't enjoy their ministry. And so he's telling you, their ministering spirits sent forth to minister for you. I'm telling you, you have been ready to do the biddings of God concerning your life on your accounts. It's something you have to be open to. I can think of so many examples to give you. I will give one, then we'll read some more scriptures, and then um, as the Spirit leads, I will drop some other ones. One day, there was this document that our ministry was applying for. We had applied, you know, and it took so long. It became annoying. And one day I was praying in the room. As I was praying, I just remembered it and I felt a stare in my spirit. And I said, Father, let your holy angels take that document from office to office and let it be approved in Jesus' name. Amen. And then after praying, it's one of all those prayers that you pray and then you go and sleep. So I laid down to sleep. All of a sudden on the bed, my eyes were closed, but I could see the room. If you know, you know. I, I, I never really knew um, what that was until I was reading a, an account of Kenneth Hagin later, and he said he has had that experience. You know, his eyes are closed and he could see the room. My eyes were closed and I could see the room, and I saw someone walk through the door, walk towards my small bunk, you know, university. He knelt down, placed his hand on my shoulder as I was lying, and he said, I've done what you asked me to do. And so, two days after, documents that we had applied almost two years before, the person who was helping with the application saw me and said, guess what? He was smiling from ear to ear. And when, when you are a man of the spirit, some new things like that, like that are stale. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what? He said, it's out. So, I was looking at him. He was like, ah, I thought you would be happy. That's what he said. And I said, I'm happy. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. I've had many strange experiences. But let's not make this about experiences. Let's go into the word. Who are angels? Who are angels? The scriptures define them as created spiritual beings. Created. Created spiritual beings. They are spiritual beings, but they were created. In fact, they were the first beings to be created. The first beings to be created. Let's look at some texts, you know, that highlight this. Look at Psalm 148 from verse 1. I like this psalm. It says, praise you the Lord. Praise you the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Verse 2. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise ye him, all ye stars of light. Praise ye him, the heavens of heavens, ye waters above the heavens. Let them praise him and praise the name of the Lord for he commanded, say he commanded, and they were created. So, um, he talks about the sun, the moon, the heavens of the heavens, and angels, and he says he commanded 
and they were created. So angels are created spiritual. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. Thank you, Jesus. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16. It says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth, visible and invisible. Whether they be thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Say loud, amen. In the Bible, angels were called sons of God, Job 1 verse 6, Job 2 verse 1. They were called holy ones, Psalm 89 verse 5. They were called spirits. Spirits. Hebrews 1 14. Hebrews 1 14. That's the text we read first, wasn't it? He says, are they not ministering spirits? So they are serving spirits. They are spirits that serve. So they are spirits. Elsewhere in the Bible it says he makes his angels spirits, his ministers flames of fire. I remember an encounter I had um, sometime last year. As the Lord began to prepare us, you know, was it last year? I think it was last year. You know, the Lord was preparing me because he knows my passion. I like to lay hands on everybody. But the size of our ministry, every passing day, is making that impossible. So he's, he was preparing me. And one of, one of the fasting periods we had as a ministry, I was reading my Bible. And all of a sudden, I saw two angels in front of me. And then they changed to fire. And then they changed back to angels. And then they changed to fire. And the Lord said, from today, as you preach and minister, these angels will move in the audience. You know, and, and I've seen that manifest many times. It makes ministry easier and faster. So, like, in Port Harcourt, something interesting happened. I laid hands on one person and five people fell down. You know, at different places. So, um, those are the kind of manifestations. These things, that's very biblical. He makes his angel spirits, his ministers, flames of fire. And just in case you never put one and two together, that was what happened at the burning bush. An angel stood there. And that's why it looked like the bush was burning, but was not consumed. And the Bible says the voice of the Lord was actually an angel from the bush. All right? So that was actually what happened. So, I mean, you, you see that in... If, when the, sometimes the Lord opens your eyes, and you don't really see angels, you just see fire, you know, and I'm not teaching sensationalism, where did they pronounce it? I know it too, I'm just tired, and that thing, that word, that, that's it, so <laughs> what I'm teaching is just scripture, hallelujah, um, how do we go through all of this today? Let's see how far we can go. So, like I said, the scriptures call them sons of God, holy ones, spirits. What is their place in God's purpose? Like, what's, what is their assignment? Number one, they show God's love for us. They show God's love for us. I mean, if he says they are sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation, now that's the love of God for us, isn't it? 
he loves us. And you see, in the Bible, the topic of angels was not exactly strange. You see their manifestation throughout the Bible, old and new. It was almost commonplace. And you have become so used to the text, you don't even really think to imagine what it must have been like that Jesus, you know, was in the wilderness fasting, you know, and then angels came and strengthened him. He spoke about angels. Like, I mean, I can come, I can, my father can send several legions of angels. He told that to, to Pilate. So this was an active reality in his life. And God wants it to be an active reality in our lives. Such that, you know, they were praying for Peter to be freed from prison. And he actually was freed by the ministry of an angel. I mean, think about that. Or you think those days have passed? No. That you can be in the prison, in shackles, and an angel just, the doors open on their own accord. Taps you on the side. Has an angel tapped you before? <laughs> Try it. Just say, angels of the Lord, please wake me up tomorrow. One and their tap is a little, they, don't, they usually don't know how to tap gently. And many of them are not really patient. If they tap you, you are still snoring. You say, wake up! <laughs> you know, last reboot camp, I woke up, I was hearing alarm. Wow, wow, wow. So I woke up, I thought it was my phone. My phone was not ringing. I said, wow, we're getting creative now. I said, I was so sure that, ah, is this no a little childish? Why would they do like this? <laughs> Praise the Lord. But they're an indication of the love of God. So like I said, now Peter gets to the door of the house and he's knocking. Someone comes, sees him, runs back inside to tell the people who were praying. And they say, ah, maybe it's his angel. So, it was a more common possibility that it was his angel than it, for it to be Peter. That's how commonplace these things were. And it also tells us that angels, our angels look like us. They can manifest and look like us. That's what I was telling you. That the, at least 50%, I, I'm being moderate, 50% of the members of this ministry know what I'm saying. So many testimonies. You know, there was a lady, she had, um, I can't remember if it was ulcer now, a condition in her stomach. And she dreamt. In the dream, she walked to the fridge to open and take something. As she closed the fridge, she saw me. This was in a dream. And I said, kneel down. She knelt down. I laid hands on her. Be healed. And she woke up healed. Now that's incredible. Now, even people who don't really follow, our, who are not even members of our ministry, but follow, they share those testimonies. Like someone shared a testimony in my DM earlier this year. He said, ah, this, is, this is going to sound weird, but you actually delivered me in the dream. I said, how? Tell me. He said, I walked up to him in the dream and I, I think, I can't remember the details. I said, come out of him. And he, he vomited an idol. You know, another person, a member of our Lagos church, said, she saw in a dream, I was ministering on stage. And she was serving in the protocol in the dream. And I walked up to her. I said, you foul devil, come out of her. You know, so this, this we, we, I mean, we see this every now and then. I, I expect testimonies like that at least once every two weeks. 
That's how rampant it is in this ministry. Some of you know what I'm saying. There are a good number of you, you joined this ministry because an angel invited you. Someone told me that this afternoon. Said, um, he heard in a dream, an angel screaming, CCI is the place. <laughs> See, our church growth is not, uh, we don't do... <laughs> Hallelujah. Someone shared a testimony last reboot camp, Abuja. She saw a flyer. She had never seen me or my wife before. I think, or something, I think she saw a flyer, me and my wife on the flyer. <laughs> In a dream. Hallelujah. So, our ministry has benefited from angelic intervention a lot. On a personal level, I have also. I was doing my IT with Julius Berger. And um, I needed to do one drawing. My supervisor gave me um, an assignment. And I, I, um, I, I, couldn't, I think I had misplaced my clutch pencil or something. So he gave me his very expensive clutch. And he said, you know when people say, make sure you don't misplace it. That's when you will now misplace it. <laughs> Have you noticed that thing? Because I'm not a careless person. But the way you say, make sure you don't misplace it. I'm telling you, make sure you don't misplace it. <laughs> Seeing revived. You know? <laughs> you know? I say, because, like joke, like joke. I was looking at that clutch. Like, I must not misplace this time. I must not misplace I kept it, you know, in my, <laughs> in my pocket. You know, close marking. I now had to use a bike. Brethren, <laughs> I almost cried when I got home and I did like this. Hey, I said, God. And this man already, to, the way I remember it, kind of had a bias against me because he knew about my stand in Christianity. You know, all this uh, spirit go you know. <sighs> so I prayed. I said, Father, please. <laughs> this one, it was not even great faith. It was hopelessness. Like, <laughs> you have to help me. I said, Lord, I don't know how you are going to do it. But I remember I said categorically, please send your angels. The next morning, I was laying in my bed. <laughs> and I like to lift up the mattress to tuck it in. You, you know, I lifted up the mattress and I saw the, the pencil on that. You know, I moved the mattress like this and I stayed. I was looking. What is the Where miracle fear you? That thing has happened twice. Twice. You know, another time I was doing the Bible school and they were very strict with your ID card. You, you cannot enter without it. Same thing. That one, you know, what annoyed me about that one was, you know, when you're on a bike and it's like something falls, <laughs> you feel it that, ah, it's like something fell. That's it. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I now got home. My ID card was gone. I felt so bad. Like, which kind, you know, which kind of wild is. So, I prayed again. And that's the thing with simple faith. You see, some of you, you are too intelligent. That's your problem. Because you are thinking, how will it happen? I don't know too, but it's happening. Hallelujah. So I prayed. Now, in my family house, my dad is extra meticulous. You, you don't understand. My dad can say, go to my wardrobe. He, <laughs> he, when you press clothes for my dad and you fold it, the way he knows if you ironed it well is he will carry it like this and shake it. 
if the things you scatter, you didn't fold it well. He feels your fold should be so perfect that even if you shake it, and true to it, if he irons his cloth and you shake it, it won't scatter. <laughs> so, because of that, you know, families are different. One of the things my mother decided to do for peace is my dad walks out of town. When you are in town, we will stay in the master bedroom. When you are out of town, she has a private room. At least her husband is not around, so she can stay in that other room. Because my dad, there is nothing that can vex his spirit more than coming back from a journey, opening his room, and you know, saying, it might just be particles on the rug. The whole house will feel the heat. <laughs> so long and short, there is a room in that house we hardly enter for anything. The room has only one function sometimes. It has a very big mirror. My dad has a very big mirror that we like to use sometimes. So, well, my ID card had dropped. I prayed. Didn't know what I was going to do. You see, to be very honest, some part of me was already like, I will get to the school, I will have to explain. If I have to pay for another one, I will pay. But I prayed. You know, and the next morning, I just decided to use that mirror in that room. That room, I had not entered it in at least a week. So I entered the room. I finished using the mirror, and then I looked down, and I saw the ID card on the floor. So, <laughs> so maybe the reason why I didn't even tell, you know, many people these encounters is because it shocked me too. Do you understand? So, <laughs> hallelujah. But it's just, it's just the love of the Father, the Father's love. You, you can be assisted. You can be assisted. That, I mean, small things. The one that touched me the most, that, ah, God, you are so merciful, you are so kind. There was this lady, we were friends. You know, um, we used to do school work together and stuff. And then something very silly happened. And she, you know, long story. She was just upset, you know, just, you know, ladies, you know how you, that thing is, you, do, you know that thing people do. And she just decided not to talk to me again. And me, normally, I'm like, oh, you don't want to talk to me, no problem. But this one really touched me that, this matter, you're misunderstanding it too. So I remember one night I was on my bed. This was three months. It was very weird. We're in the same class, he won't talk. And I just laid on my bed and I said, as I was praying before I slept, I remembered and I said, Father, please help me talk to her. <laughs> this one freaked me out. Help me talk to her. That's how I went to school and she was all smiling and ah. ah. So it was weird. So like two months after, I now asked, what happened? I just want to know. She said she dreamt an angel appeared to her and said, forgive him. What I'm telling you, is it not biblical? Isn't that what happened with Joseph? When you are dating someone and she says she's pregnant, how are you pregnant? The Holy Ghost. Ah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Say, oh, okay. You know? So he had decided to break it off. He had decided to break it off, albeit it privately. And then in the dream, the angel of the Lord appeared and said, Don't put away Mary. I'm telling you, disputes can be resolved by angelic help. I call it supernatural negotiations where an angel can appear to Cornelius, say, send for a man named Peter. He will tell you words by which you'll be saved. They had never met each other before. But by angelic, I'm telling you, you can step into an interview room. And the person says, ah, I've seen you before. 
Listen, you know what I'm doing? I'm opening your spirit to possibilities. I'm opening your spirit to possibilities. Just think about it. An angel tells Cornelius, guess what? At the time, Cornelius was not born again. So it can even be your boss in the office who is not a Christian. It can be anybody. I heard the story of um, a man. I think they were trying to bully him out of a deal. You know, I can't remember the details of that story. And he prayed. And he, you know, said, Lord, send your angels and stuff. And so they had one final meeting where he was... Um, the person who was threatening was meant to sign final legal documents against him. And then all of a sudden, as the person was, he was seated across the table, as the guy was about to sign, he just looked over above his head, looked up and started shaking. He started shaking. <laughs> you know, he was clearly seeing someone. And from all indications, from where he was looking, the person was tall and huge. Then he said, you know what, go. I don't want to have anything to do with you again. Praise the Lord. See, it takes simple faith. If God said angels can minister for you and they ought to minister for you, then you are, you are supposed to have a rapport. Have you ever walked, has someone ever walked with you and you don't talk? Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm giving you a perspective of simple faith. If they're meant to minister for me, I ought to see them once in a while. I, ha- I ought to have interactions with them once in a while. Hallelujah. So, how can I... All the details about angels and their ministry, we'll talk about that some other time. Um, let's get right into it. Time is fast spent. How can I activate angelic intervention? How can I activate angelic intervention? <laughs> this particular instru- um, one I'm about to give you, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> you will see why when, I'm, when I explain. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 2. This is so powerful. Hebrews 13, 2. Everybody read it together. One, two, go. It says, Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. This is so powerful. In Luke chapter 22, 24. The Bible tells us that two guys were walking on the road to Emmaus and Jesus joined himself with them. They didn't know it was Jesus. And he just shared with them from the scriptures, you know, and when they got to, you know, a road that had a diversion, the Bible says Jesus pretended like he was going another way. If those guys were not sensitive, they would have missed a divine encounter. So the guys out of hospitality now said, ah, it's late. Why not spend the night with us? That's how Jesus came to their home. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Let's look at it so that you will see what I'm saying. It says, let's go, go back to verse 28. Verse 28. It says, and they drew nigh unto the village whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. <laughs> he made as though he would have gone further, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. If not for hospitality, they would have missed that encounter. And I said, terms and conditions apply. I believe that this is a principle you have to do with some discernment, so that you don't just speak a stranger in Oshudu in Lagos. <laughs> you might carry angel true true but you know there are different 
types of angels. <laughs> God has angels, Satan has angels too. <laughs> you know. But are you aware this also happened to Abraham? Genesis 18. Those guys also pretended. And it was like he begged them. Hallelujah. Brought them home, prepared a nice meal. You know what this tells you? Angels, men, even though they are spirit beings, to function on the earth, they are given permission to show up as human beings. They look very ordinary. See, I'm telling you what I know, like I know my fingers. Some people even think that angels will be handsome, you know, or very beautiful. I've seen one, and, you know, the skin was like, that lady can do the, the tall advert, or delta, not the tall, the soap too now, shall you get, was glowing and had this piercing love emanating from her eyes. If I have this time, I will tell you that story. But there was also this, this lady. Hi, my God. The Bible says many people in their hospitality to strangers have encountered angels. When I was growing <laughs> in my Christian devotion, I would say, I will fast today. By 11. <laughs> my stomach, some of you know what I'm saying. The stomach will start making funny sounds. You will now rationalize it and eat. So it kept, it was frustrating. So one day, I don't know what entered me. I was so determined to fast. I, I said, heaven and earth, listen to me. I will fast today. And there's nothing anybody can do. I must fast today. And it was during exam period. So, and I was, I was meant to fast till six. By two. The stomach is like the hunger grabbed my intestines. <laughs> I was using it to skip, you know? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's the way I felt inside. So I started explaining to myself that, ah, in all fairness, I had exam. I had an exam that day by five. I said, if this thing hook me in the exam, <laughs> it's carry over. <laughs> I started rationalizing that, ah, even God will understand. So I went to the cafeteria in school. There were three of us on the queue. A guy in front, I was in the middle, and one, excuse the expression, wretched looking lady with a cooler. She was clearly not a student. And the person selling out of respect went past the person in front, went past the person in the middle, and stretched her hand for this lady at the back. And the rude student in front said, What is it? Can't you see him? You know, in front, I couldn't believe my eyes. I said, ah. So the lady now felt, you know, constrained because actually he was the first in the queue. And so he, she now served him. When it was my turn, I said, ah, no, ma. And she said, she looked at me, she said, how are you? I said, fine. She said, you want to eat? I almost give true parcel. God save me. That's, ah, well, the queue. You know? They asked me, I want to eat. Mm -mm. <laughs> you know? Now, God, at least another lesson. I would have given angel true pass. <laughs> God knows. You know? So, <laughs> she said, you want to eat? And I said, Yes. She said, I thought you were fasting. So, I don't know. Maybe it was the hunger. It didn't... When she said that, it didn't really sing. I thought you were fasting. I thought she was joking. So, I was laughing, but she was looking at me. Forgive me. This was years ago. I was still growing in the Lord. This was around 2006. So, I still bought the food. Went. I was slow. I would calm down. I won't tell you again. <laughs> People are judging me. Wait now. <laughs> Let me first report myself. I still ate that food. <laughs> God is merciful. I've grown. 
<laughs> I said this so that you will cuckoo laugh, the laugh finished. Uh-huh. Are you done? Okay. So, but as I sat, miraculously, the, everything that happened flashed before my eyes. How are you? I'm fine. You want to eat? Are you? I, I thought you were fasting. Then I saw myself laughing and I saw her looking at me like, who is laughing with you? <laughs> so immediately, this was just moments after, I turned my eyes to look for her and I saw that the last place he was approaching was the wall. I said, wow. <laughs> So you are not oh, you are judging me. Oh, I still ate the food. I mean. So the food you have wasted. Or oh, what are you saying? Eh, God has to be I'm here now. God still called me. God still called me. Hunger is bad though. Ah. I was like, wow, that was an angel. I chop palm, forgive me. <laughs> but this is just a crucial lesson. It says, Many without knowing have encountered angels. Now I'm more I'm more sensitive. I will likely catch you if you <laughs> if you appear to me, I will catch you. So, I think the last notable time I had that experience, I was um, in a particular place for, they had their end of year program. I'm going to tell you, it was Shiloh, Winner's Chapel, years ago. In camp meetings like this, there are usually many angels. You have to be sensitive. The person by your side may not be a human being. Laugh, but I'm not joking. <laughs> Are you listening to what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this particular camp meeting, they sat under a tree, the tree had, you know, this um, dwarf wall around it, and they sat, and, and so they called me, excuse me, I'd received a prophecy that I was going to encounter angels in that period, and so I was waiting for it, so they said, excuse me, where are Ghana delegates staying? So I was describing, doing shalaye, shalaye, you know, and I looked at them, the people I was describing for, were not even looking, you know, for direction, they were just looking at me, like, so after a while, I just said, mm. ah, these guys. So, and I said, today I'll be catch you disappear. In my mind, though. So I walked away like this. I'm telling you. So, and guess what? There were four of them, they were smiling. Like, it was a game. So I walked away again. Like, Walked away again. It was, it was funny. As I got to the door, I turned and they were gone. I wanted to satisfy my curiosity. I ran back. Searched very well and they were gone. So, so many people Many of you have had angelic encounters without knowing. Without knowing. You, if, if the Lord does not tell you or if they don't tell you or... In fact, if something dramatic does not happen. Some people, it is obvious to them when maybe you were about to have an accident and supernaturally you were taken away or something like that. That's when you will know. But someone... 
You can just be walking and someone is walking with you like Jesus did. Luke 24. And if he didn't go with them to the house, they would not have known. Ah, we just met someone that knows the Bible. See the way he was quoting. I can go on and on. I've had many encounters. I was supposed to write um, entrance examination to the university I eventually attend, attended. You know, my elder brother said, okay, so when you're done from school, you will meet me at this place. But somehow, <laughs> we missed each other. And I was coming from school, still in my uniform, hungry. No phone. My brother was nowhere to be found. Ha, I sat there. One hour had passed. An hour, 30 minutes had passed. What am I going to do? And then I just prayed. I said, God, you have to help me. First, I'm hungry. <laughs> Wait, I'm not a foodie. People will come down. If you, see, don't judge me. I won't tell these stories again. <laughs> you know. And then I, I want my brother to find me. And then this lady, this was the most obvious. The other ones looked normal. See, you will never know. They wore ordinary clothes. In fact, that lady I saw in the cafeteria, if you are a, if you are a sensual person, she's not the kind of person you will see and greet. You won't want to have anything to do with her. She didn't look nice. But you have to be a person of discernment. And... If you are a rude person naturally, you will attract many troubles in this life. You will attract many troubles. But this lady, this one, it was easy. She just came, you know. Her look, there was something about her eyes. It was as if, you know, when you look inside someone's eye and it's like, there is a depth. It's like, there, it was a well. I can't explain it. And there was just peace, one kind of peace that was drawing me in. She just came, how are you? Very soft-spoken, skin glowing like this, fresh. How are you? You are hungry. You know? But, kunu, hey God. Kunu and spring roll, you know, fish roll for me. And walked away. So, how do I know? That one I know only by the Spirit. Mind you, don't now be extra suspicious. <laughs> but, biblically speaking, the Bible says, by being kind to strangers, many people have encountered angels. So, what I'm telling you is very biblical, and I've experienced it before. Also, you encounter angels by election of grace. Not everybody who encounters angels encountered angels because they did anything. What book on angels did Mary read? Eh? And this is something we have to learn in the body of Christ. We have to be able to tell when someone you know, is just experiencing the grace of God. Because when you see Mary's testimony, there's no, there, are no, there are no seven steps to virgin conception. You can't tap into it. <laughs> there are just some things you recognize as an election of grace. Praise the name of the Lord. I know that many of the angelic encounters I have are for ministry. Are for ministry. So as responsibility increases, angelic help increases. I remember my first day at the office when the church started. Someone came into the office to um, say hello to me. As the person was going out and opened the door, I saw an angel outside, very tall. I couldn't see his head. Just saw his stomach. So I knew that that angel was given to me you know, for the assignment. And then one, one of the days, the service had started. I still had some things to do in the office. And then when I was done, two angels appeared and said, we're ready. 
Hey. I knew service would be hot that day. <laughs> so I just went and carried Mark. I said, are you ready? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it gives a certain level of confidence. Hallelujah. And guess what? You don't have to see them to have the confidence. That's the mistake many people make. He says, there are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. Hallelujah. Mark my words, in the next six months, many of you will have strange angelic encounters. Strange. Hallelujah. So I said, being kind to strangers, election of grace, and then by knowledge, just learning about angelic ministry. Knowledge. At least it helps you to discern the activity. It helps you discern the activity. You will learn more about the activity. You'll be more conscious of it. You can take advantage of it by knowledge. By knowledge. And then, of course, the fourth is by desire. By desire, which is what I'm kindling in you. Kindling in you. So, like it happened to Cornelius, an angel can appear to you and give you names. You see, these stories open you up to possibilities. Send for a man named Peter, a man you had never met before. Hallelujah. You can get direction from angels. You can get supernatural preservation, protection by angels. The Bible says the angels of the Lord excel in strength. God said he has given his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways lest you dash your foot against a stone. Can I tell you something? If you don't believe this, you won't see it. So you have to believe in angelic preservation. Believe in it. Believe in it. Believe that you never walk alone. Receive the testimony, the biblical testimony of the church. It says, I bow my knees to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Can I tell you something? So all, you have siblings in heaven. See, the Bible gives you a fresh orientation about the supernatural life. So you belong to a supernatural family. You have siblings in heaven. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So you have a sense of belonging with the celestial realm. It says you are not come unto a Mount Zion. A mount that can be touched. It says, sorry, you are not come unto Sinai. It says you are come unto Mount Zion. The city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, is says to an innumerable company of angels. Do you believe that? Say this with me. Say, where I stay, where I live, based on my position in Christ, I enjoy the company of angels. Innumerable company of angels company of innumerable angels do you believe that so it's a consciousness you are come unto Mount Zion heavenly Jerusalem <laughs> so you are seated here but you belong to a spirit realm you belong there it's your realm you feel at home with it can I tell you something don't be surprised when you start stepping in these realms. Eh? 
These things are new to your mind, but your spirit will feel at home. The day you see an angel, you might not go, ah! You will talk normal. You will talk normal. And, you know, and as I train people in this, I just told you, Pastor Mike, an angel appeared, you know, and he just, he knew. He didn't know it was an angel, but he said that the atmosphere changed. There was another time I was talking to one of my mentees. We're in the room together and an angel walked in and we both sat up. So when we both sat up, I looked at him, bro, you're growing. Hallelujah. Because it's your realm. Thank you, Jesus. It's your realm. There must be something extra, extra about you. Your dreams ought to be different. Something extra. All these things are in the Bible. Hallelujah. But for now, in the few minutes that we have, time is fast spent. <laughs> Let's do some activation. Are you ready? Thank you, Jesus. Sing this with the eyes of revelation, like you can see it. Say, angels are singing, you are worthy, oh Lord, you are worthy. Angels are singing, it's an activation song. singing how great is our God sing with me when I'm alone sing with me sounds strange but one day as I was saying sing with me I saw angels and I sang I said it with confidence sing with me and we had a party that day in my room praising the Lord from today From today, from today, if indeed the word of God is true on this matter, and if indeed I am a man of God, you're going to experience many angelic encounters from now going forward. 
change your prayer life. Because from now, you will see dramatic answers. Before you sleep, if you feel a move in your spirit to make declarations, by the way, in the Bible, when you pray to God, angels respond. That's the Bible order. You can pray to God and angels respond. But just be conscious of angelic ministry. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I pray now, angels go on my behalf. That's how to pray. And you make specific requests. Did you hear what I said? Specific requests. Specific requests. They can travel around the world in minutes. They can visit relatives in the U.S. anywhere. Hallelujah. Are you ready for that? Lord, let there be an activation right now. Let the angelic activities in this camp meeting, let them multiply. And there will be many miracles. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.